This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. If they expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing, I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully. Today, joined by Jamie Castle, ahead of Brentford versus Luton Town. We were speaking off air there, Jamie. Not the best of memories when we speak about West West London up until up until uh, around last Christmas time where Alfie Dowerty scored that absolute rocket. How are you today? Yeah, pretty good. Still cold. Um, as you say, that 7-0 still haunts us somewhat, but I think um, the mitigating circumstance there is is Graham Jones. And, and since then, we've not really put in a performance as bad as that from, from I mean, that, that performance was just awful. Um, the the chance of the Ian Roper song was was probably the highlight of the day. And when, when that's the highlight of your day, you know how bad it is. Um, other than that, yeah, it's really excited for this weekend. Um, my 70th, of the 92 to, to, to tick off and a really good chance for Luton to claim back-to-back Premier League wins. Um, so, yeah, feeling positive. Yeah, we're often positive on this podcast. Um, we, we try to be at least. We do travel with confidence. You, I think winning any Premier League game, it gives you that that real boost that you can go into to any game and... You know, I think even if you look back to Liverpool games, uh, Liverpool, Manchester United performances have been strong. But when you do secure all three points, it gives you that 
different kind of feeling going in, into the next game because you see what it do, does to the table. It see You see how it brings other teams into play and that's exactly what last weekend's win has done. So we do travel with confidence come Saturday, Jamie. Yeah, and it's hard to not be confident. I mean, you saw, well, most people saw Barclay's Instagram story. Pelly, as always, did a bit of a, of a sort of uh, plea-esque um, d- dance in, in the changing room. Um, and yeah, the win just lifts everyone right. And I think performances on the whole, we've been pleased with today. It's more just finding a way to win. And Palace was just that. It was finding a way to win. Um, and that Barley-Everton game is what's been missing on the road. I think United, United away overall, the performance was very good, but we just couldn't quite find that way to win. Um, so hopefully... We, as each game passes, we just keep learning. Um, and for me now, it's more that that mental side of the game, that that mental blocker of in in the final third, just knowing what pass to pick. And Monday Night Football rightly picked out the sort of the the Barkley um, role in in the winner against Palace, where he just didn't lose his head and managed to find Chio in space, who then put in a wonderful ball into into Brown for the winner. And it's just it's just having that. That, just that brain in, in the right moment and I think sometimes it, it's actually underestimated how, how big that mental side is um, and and the mental side is always easier the, the, the brain fog is always easier to clear when you're confident and, and in high spirits um, so I think that that is that just adds to, to why I'm fairly positive despite obviously Brentford being a still a really good team um, still a, a tough place to, 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 to go and certainly to go and get all three points but um yeah, I, I'm still positive despite who we are playing at the weekend. And it was a weekend where everything that, that possibly could have gone right went right. Uh, I think that probably adds to the, this sort of feel-good factor coming into this Brentford game. Jamie, going on to, to the hosts, they've moved into their shiny new stadium. They're enjoying life. They're a team that, that a lot considered as a potential role model for, for us. They've long recruited fantastically well, used data to their, their benefit for, for a number of years. Um, but, but yeah, there's success after success story with, with how they've, they've brought new players in and that, that's continued into the Premier League era. Looking at them where they are at the moment, they're 11th, they've got 16 points in 13 games. They're going steady. We know Ivan Tony being being out injured is you know a, a massive massive miss. You, you think of talismanic figures in the Premier League. He, he is right up there, uh, given the quality he possesses and and what he's shown in the Brentford shirt already. But they continue to move up the table steadily. They're they're eleventh at the moment. They've got a good opportunity to to you know break into that top ten. They're a club at a very good place, um, probably in history, like Luton Town. They're they're in a very good place at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at the the medium slash long term picture, they're they're doing excellent and exactly where we've aspired to be in previous years, and and we sort of proved that, and and we are where they were, say, three years ago, and and hopefully we can carry on in the journey that they have have gone on with getting sort of top half finishes. Um, I think this season's proven a bit tougher for them. As you said, Tony's out, um, massive player. Um, he, he, for me, is almost the heir to the Kane throne. Um, but quite clearly, the um, the 
the issue with the betting has meant he's been out for what was it six months. Um, so that's a, that's a big big miss for them. And for me, this year that I think they're just inconsistent. I think they're they're showing in, in performances how good they can be, but then there are games like the loss home to Everton. I think what was that three one? Um, they they just just showing that they are that they that that they can be beaten and on on their day that they do have a off games and hopefully they they have won against us at the weekend. Um, certainly weaknesses that we can exploit, but equally certainly they have strengths that we need to, that we need to guard against. On um, in, in Bomo is the one obviously that stands out. Um, but yeah, obviously you have to praise them in terms of the way they've built because, like us, they're not a top twenty club in in England. It's like they they shouldn't be based on the resources and uh, and 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 the behind the scenes stuff. But they've worked way beyond their means, like us. So very similar story. And and although they shouldn't, based on law of averages, be in the top twenty, they they deserve to be there, like us. We we deserve to be there. Um, so nothing but praise for them as a club, and nothing against the club at all. But Clearly, that that is put to one side on on Saturday for ninety minutes, and that they will try to sort of go three points closer to the European places, and we'll try to peg them back and and bring them three points closer to us. And looking at their their home and away record, there's not really much to to sort of give us in terms of how they've they've performed at home and on the road. Nine points from seven, but I think the key. Um, takeaway when, when looking at the results this season is how they've fared against teams in and around that sort of relegation battle and that, that might be a bit of a stretch uh, probably those teams that are not competing from Europe as they've picked up 15 points in eight games against teams in the bottom 12 you mentioned that Everton game that, that's perhaps a bit of an anomaly um, you take that out of the equation they've won four, uh, drawn three against teams um, from, from 9 to 20th in the Premier League so they seem to be a team that, that can be effective against others or that, that either in a similar bracket or a little bit worse than them, um, well, sort of as the table speaks, Jamie. Yeah, for sure. And that's what you'd expect. When you're in that, that mid-table, you expect to lose to the top six and you expect to beat the the bottom 14, certainly at home, and, and the bottom six or seven sort of away as well. Um Looking at, looking at the fixtures of or, the, or results, sorry, beat West Ham, who I think probably ha- haven't done as well recently. I think they've, they've struggled. I think it, it, up until the the Forest win, what was it, five or six games without a win? Um, Brentford away was one of them. Um, Burnley at home, 3 0. I think that was one of the more obvious results given how, how open Burnley are at times. Um, Forest will be at away, Drew 1-1, Everton 3-1 as you mentioned, Bournemouth at home 2-2, Palace at home 1-1. So there definitely is, is scope there to go there with, with our, our heads high and, and, and try and get a result. I think, as you say, they're, they're, they're quite clearly, I think, in a stronger position than us because of the, the years they've had at this level. But I, I don't think I, I don't think that they that they can say that that they're an informed team because so I, I, I just you look at their results and bar that three game spell where obviously they've beat Burnley, Chelsea, and Brentford, obviously back to back Liverpool and Arsenal is tough and you almost wipe them off. But I, yeah, I, I, I still have a, a belief that that they can be got at, and I'm I, I am fairly positive going into the weekend, and I'm not saying that we're going to go there and get all three points. I think a point is absolutely 
an, an excellent result. Like, like obviously a win is, is what we want and, and we go there try, trying to win it. But if you offered me a draw now, I, w- I would absolutely take it because that's, for me, a point that, that, we, that we're not expecting. Like, you got everyone who's sort of mark their scorecards in terms of the points that we're going to get this season or, or need to get to stay up. I think people have put zero next to Brentford away and uh, and a point therefore at the weekend is is a bonus point. Um, and I'm I'm positive that we can go there and, and not lose. And we've come across Thomas Frank's Brentford before in the Championship. Of course, a completely different game when you look at the, the playing squads from the occasions that we played them. But, but also... When coming into the Premier League, obviously Luton have had had to adapt. Um, Brentford obviously had to adapt themselves. But looking at when they first came into the Premier League, they were deemed as one of the best teams in in top in top flight football. Out of possession, um, they kept a very good shape, and and to an extent they continue. That. I think against Chelsea, they uh, defended quite deeply, but, but every player knew their role. Um, it was like a, a well-oiled machine. They were, were f- fantastic in their shape that day. But they've mixed it up as well. They've also dominated the ball and, and they've shown a kind of different side to, to perhaps their first couple of seasons in the Premier League. So I guess what I'm trying to get to is what do you expect come Saturday? Because typically when teams play Luton, they, they like to see a, a lion's share of possession. Yeah, and I expect just that. As you say, they've they've transitioned a little bit, and that that's the transition that we want to go on. We've mentioned before, Rob Edwards isn't this defensive direct manager. He's he's shown plenty of times that he he wants to attack and be brave and, and go for teams, and 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 that's the transition that comes with recruiting new players, and and they've had the chance to do that. Um, on Yaka in midfield, uh, Visser up top. They've got like Collins, who thankfully is injured the weekend. He's a, he's a a more of a Ball playing defender, whilst also being strong defensively as well. Um, Ayer, who's got great great pedigree from from Celtic, and uh, and I think it was it was it Viking in Norway as well. He, he was at before. He, he's he's had a, a good journey himself. Um, yeah, they've recruited per the system, and that's exactly what you expect Brentford and their recruitment team to do. Um, and therefore, yeah, I expect them to not necessarily dominate the ball, but be be aggressive in in their attack and and they'll be direct but efficiently direct lot like us as well um and Bomber the key threat Vissel on the left as well is 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 growing into the league um more more pies come back and he's he's probably done a lot better than people thought he would have done because he, he didn't do too great at Everton he's come back and uh, and scored a couple of big goals for them um so you have to expect that the away the away performance of us is going to be Almost as it was, as it was at United, as as it was at, at Villa, and just trying to get get those moments and and be brave when when we can be brave, but also not making mistakes when they've got the ball because they'll they'll probably have the lion's share, certainly sixty plus percent of it. I guess that's the motto um, that that's sort of been the message going into most away games this season. Um, we we don't expect to dominate possession, but we we deploy somewhat of a low block but when we get the ball it's about how we counter-attack it's how quick we are how precise we are in, in transition I know that's filtered into a couple of home games against sort of the, the bigger clubs the top six the traditional top six but I think Brentford being a team that 
obviously operated that way during their first couple of seasons in the Premier League. Do you think they're going to be better equipped to kind of deal with a counter-attacking, fast-breaking style of play? Um, if if that's how we if that's how we choose to play come Saturday, I think at full strength, yes, they will be. But I think they're missing some key players. I mentioned Collins missing, um, Hickey, Henry, both missing. So two I mean, of their their key fullbacks are both out, and that for me is is massive. Got got John out at left back and. Probably Ayer at, at, at right back. Um, so whether they transition into a back three with, with Ayer, who knows? Um, but I think they're probably going to be less equipped at, at, at those transitions than they normally would be. And that's no no fault of Thomas Frank. That's just the injury position that they're currently in. If they had Henry and Hickey, I think, yeah, they, 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 they'd be a lot more secure at the back from that perspective. Um, but you just, look, you just look at potential matchups, right? And, Ogbené, fastest player in the league against Yano or Ayer, you'd certainly back him to, to, to win in that foot race. Chong, I think, deserves a start as well. Agile, quick, he's, he, he, he's shown how good he can be in transition with that goal. Um, and then also the, that, that break from Eli at the end. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we can get some some good joy, especially from like a corner, well, especially from like a Brentford corner um, perspective. You'll Bring everyone back, and I think we can certainly counter, or or maybe winning the ball high at the pitch. Um, so I, I I think we we do have the assets that that can hurt Brentford, and and that that is is why I'm fairly positive is because we've got we've got the players, the the Ogbenes, the the Barclays in midfield. I think they've got a very creative midfield free, especially with Norgard and Janssen in it. Um, and I think Barkley in recent weeks is showing exactly that that he has uh, he is as good as them. Not sure the the, the, the position with, with Nakamba. Hopefully, he is back. But if he is, that, that's a big boost for us as well. Um, so hopefully, he is back, and hopefully, Kabori is too, because he he will just add that that extra strength going forwards. And this is the difficult part when obviously doing these podcasts a, a few days before or a, a day before team news comes out it makes it difficult to to know who will be available and subsequently who we expect to start, but. What, what do you envision the key battle? I know you sort of briefly mentioned it there in terms of where Brentford have injury issues, where they might have slight issues in terms of personnel. But where do you see the key battles being come Saturday? Because we've got a player in Chiawag Bene that this segment is typically dedicated to because mm-hmm. it is always about who he's coming up against and um, where he's going to cause a threat. But obviously there's there's a lot of attacking threat coming from Luton at the moment, and that can be evidenced in the last few games. But but equally, there is a player in Brian and Burma. There's creative talents in, in Jensen. Um, you've got Jan out as well that, that can cause problems. I know we, we mentioned him in a defensive care perspective there, but, but he can also contribute going forward. Where do you think is vital? Um, what, what areas of the pitch are vital come Saturday? I think defensively, um, I mean, it, it depends on on where players start. But with um, in Bomo on that that left or that white channel, um, I think we have to play Doughty there, and I think that that that's that's a big battle. Is is can Doughty cope with the threat of 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 him going forwards, and then on the other side, can he then counter and and try and push push him back? So I think that Doughty and, and Bomo battle is is massive. Um, mentioned Chio, I, I would love to see him on the right. Um, whether that's 
right wing back because you've moved Doughty to the left and you, you don't quite want to put Osho, at, at Osho or Mengi at sort of that more defensive wing back role um, or, or whether you, you stick them on that right wing against against Jano one-on-one. Um, I think the, the Obene-Jano um, battle is going to be massive. Um, then aside from that, I, I mean, I, I back Lockyer or, and Mengi and Osho to be able to deal with with, with with more pie and then the, the, the more advanced midfielder. Um, so then, it's, so then it's it's the, it's the other side. Um, Pinnock and me, the, the likely central pet part, um, partnership, unless they decide to put Ruslev at right back, then they will probably put put Ayer in, in, in the middle with with potentially me. Um, but either way, I I, I back the, the centre forwards. For me, it's it's time for Eli now, and 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 I think if if Eli does get that nod finally after deserving it I think he can cause them them a lot of threat especially against your pinnacle me I think I is a much more Premier League adept centre-back but against a, an Ethan pinnacle I really do back Eli to to, to, to to have not necessarily the better of it but, but, but cause him some problems and especially with, with potentially Chio and Chong and, and Eli's a front three I, I can really see that working to our advantage Let's go on to a score prediction, Jamie. Uh, I, I I don't want to go against the positivity by by saying a draw. You know, I I I, I would absolutely take a draw, and I think a, a one one or a nil nil is um is more than, than acceptable. I think, in fact, it it would be a fantastic point. But I, I think it's about time Kaminsky gets his clean sheet. And I think this weekend is 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 time to get that. Um, so I I just think that we can nick it. I mean the the, the the amount the amount of goals we score in the last fifteen minutes. What was it? Eight out of twelve. We we scored two thirds or whatever it is in the last fifteen minutes. Um, so a late winner, do you reckon? One nil, Luton. Let's go with that. I like that. I'm sticking on the theme of, of late winners, but I'm going to go 2-1. Um, poor Kaminsky still without a clean sheet. I feel so sorry for him, considering how impressive he has been since since uh, making the move from Blackburn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1. I think we're, I think we're, very, we're starting to really show that we're a Premier League side. And I think even even when we did secure positive results, it was seen as, you know, massive. Um, obviously, our first Premier League point was a massive occasion. Our first victory, massive. Our first home Premier League victory, massive. But I think now we've got those sort of, uh, you could even call them burdens out of the way, One mm-hmm. those things that sort of can hold you back. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to start seeing seeing the proper loot and I think we've progressed in such a way um we've progressed I believe so much quicker than the other promoted clubs that there's still this notion that that you know the promoted clubs are, are struggling I, I just think that we are mentally mentally we are there um and that is probably the best uh, it is probably the best position we've, we've been in since uh, since promotion, I think this is the strongest we've looked. We've got players that are, you know, we, we speak about players like um, Barkley and, and Mengi, those players that didn't necessarily, they weren't in the plans 
the first couple of games he weren't sort of fully up to uh, up to speed, but now they're, they're returning performances that are of such a high quality. And I think I go back to what Rob Edwards was saying the other week, where we haven't hit our ceiling yet, and I still think there's growing. I still think there's more to come from us, and I think. I think Brentford's going to be another step towards the, the sort of finished product. I'm going to go 2-1 and hopefully we're talking about back-to-back victories in the Premier League. How good would that be, Jamie? Um, let's go on. Well, we're going to head into a short break and when we're back, we've got two tenable lists for Jamie to try his hand at. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We are back for part two of today's episode. And now we've got the Brentford preview, the, the tough stuff out of the way. Let's do a bit of tenable Jamie Castle. We've seen them. We've seen them online. We've seen it on the TV. Uh, we'll try our hand of it. Um, unfortunately, it's just you today. Uh, usually, when when Kieran's alongside you or somebody else alongside you, it makes it um, it, it eases the pressure. I think somewhat. So uh, yeah, all on your own today, Jamie. So you're our very own Robert Davies, are you? Yeah. Yeah, just that little bit taller. <laughs> Not much though. Well, the first one, Jamie, first uh, one. I, I don't know if this is one to easy win. We'll see how you get on with it. But I want the last 10 LTFC goal scorers. But that's excluding that's excluding penalties. And we're just talking league. Okay. So you've got Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown is number one. Tita Mengi. T Domengi number two. Tahif Chong. Tahif Chong number three. Um, so that guy is Liverpool, Liverpool. Who was that before Liverpool? Um, I was trying to think. Forrest. So you got Eli Adebayo. Um, number four. Chirog Bene. Number five. Um, before Forrest. I mean, Carlton Morris has definitely scored in the Prem. Number six. So you've got the... Yeah, so you've got seven, eight, nine and ten to go. So the ones that were before that Morris goal. Are the playoffs league or cup? League. So Jordan Clark and Tom Lockyer. Yep, so that's seven and nine. So you're looking for eight and ten. Gabe Osho. 
Osho is number 10, so you're looking for number eight. So Clark was final. Lockyer and Osho was Sunderland at home. So Sunderland away. Was that, wasn't that clicker too, Sunderland away? So for context, so you've got Lockyer at seven. Yeah. And then you've got Clark at nine. So you're looking at something that was more recent than Clark's Wembley winner. Ah, uh, okay. But surely the the next league goal after Clark's Wembley, well, not winner, but first goal is going to be the Colt and Morris. That's the penalty, isn't it? So that's penalty. Chelsea. Yeah, but is... you've already got Morris in at... Number six. So if it's the same player, yeah. But you said you said you said Morris was non-penalty, so therefore it wasn't the Brighton goal, which was Morris. It was the, it was this what his only open play. Yeah, goal. yeah, yeah. So that means it would have been West Ham at home. Who scored that one? Mads Anderson. There you go. That's a completed list. That is a completed list. So Dumb. for the second one, we are also looking for scorers, but this might stretch your mind back a little bit further. I'm looking for the last 10 Luton Town playoff scorers. So again, yeah. penalties, okay. penalties. The, if the game went on to penalties, those goals don't count. It's uh, goals scored within either the 90 or 120 minutes. But, but penalties within those games count. Sorry, but penalties within those games count. Yes, so yeah. actual like spot kicks from the hundred twenty minutes. Spot okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. So obviously, I'll repeat: Clark, Lockyer, Osho. Yes, that is your top three. So then, our previous players before that would have been the Blackpool. So. Danny Hilton. Danny Hilton is your number six. Number six. So there's four and five. There's two more recent than Danny Hilton. There is. Blind me. This is the one that is definitely a thinker because you have to go back and then you start doubting yourself. And even me writing these answers... I had to to really doubt myself and make sure there was no games in between. And yeah, if you can get all ten instantaneously, then wow, that is impressive. And I've only got one life right, so if I get one wrong, I'm out. I'll give you another one. I'll let you have. Yeah, I'll let you have two lives. I'm trying to think, you scored at Blackpool away because um, didn't someone? score but they didn't think got knocked out had to wear a headband um i think I, I think i can guess who it is but i don't want to use my life just yet um blackpool i mean i technically own goal right <laughs> is that one are you, are you, are you counting own goals i haven't counted the own goal i haven't okay. counted the own goal okay i'm gonna go i'll just go for um Blackpool away. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to guess Dan Potts. Dan Potts is in at number nine. Number nine. Okay. Um, God, this is tough, you know. So just to, just to go back through it, you've got one, two, three so far. You've got number six and you've got number nine. So we're looking at four and five. We're looking at seven and eight and we're looking at ten. I'll start giving slight hints in, in terms of yeah. timing-wise um, if you continue to struggle. Yeah. Um, to be fair, five out of ten so far is not not a bad not a bad effort. Yeah, my mind's gone black from the um, the Blackpool um, the, the, the Blackpool home one. I'm pretty sure Hilt's got two. Um, it's just who got the third because it was three two. Um, I'm gonna go for Elliot Lee. You know, Elliot Lee is unfortunately ah. not right. Okay, so I'll give you a hint. I'll, I'll go in order. So. Obviously, we had Jordan Clark, Tom Lockyer, Gabe Osho. Yeah. So, Gabe Osho covers the, the first goal against Sunderland. And, of course, yeah. we score uh, at their place. We we scored one. So, that's someone's so effort. who scored that one. Oh. Yeah. Eli? It's when Kieran... It was Eli, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was. It was a scrappy goal. Yeah. And Kieran took a chunk out of my... Uh, out of my <laughs> Yeah, in that moment, my, my then, mind was, was, went back to the celebration where Eli was just like that, wasn't he? Up to the up to the the heavens. So yeah, cool. Yeah. So we we're now looking for number five. So Eli was number four. We've got a missing one here, and then we've got Danny Hilton. So it's beyond that 2016-17 uh, Blackpool campaign. When was the next playoff campaign? Beyond. Beyond sixteen, seventeen. Oh, Huddersfield, of course, fucking hell. Um, so that was Sonny Bradley. That was Sonny Bradley. So you've got one to six, and you've got nine. Next one. I'm struggling to remember the actual goal itself. Um, but yeah, we're, we're so back we're, to Blackpool now. Was was nine? Nine was Blackpool at, away, wasn't it? At Bloomfield Road, Potsy. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You I were, believe well, seven. You researched it, mate. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Brief, brief, <laughs> briefly, briefly. Okay. Um, given just. Given the number of goals he scored, I'm going to go James Collins. Unfortunately, again, that's not that's not okay. correct. Okay. So we'll I'll, I'll continue to give you clues and we'll we'll fill in okay. the rest of the board. So this one he was so this was was the home game. So this is number seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah. centre back. He also played for Stevenage. Oh, um, not Scotty Cuthbert. Did... Scotty Cuthbert, he scored, yeah. did he? Yeah. He did right on half time. And then the other one was the return. It was the fixture at Blackpool. Yeah. Um, a player that did not have luck with injuries whatsoever. 
Um, I couldn't even tell you what he's doing now, but he was <laughs> he was fantastic for us for for a very short period of time. Is he brown? No, no, I don't. No. I can never know. Yeah, it plays um, with your mind, doesn't this it? This is tough. I just thought, I just, I just thought of who who was good for us and who was injured, um, but quite clearly he wasn't in that team, so that was stupid of me. Um, who was in that League Two team? Who was injured all the time? This is tough. Another right? clue I'll give you. We we got him from non-league, if I remember rightly. I think it was from the league down southwest way, and we sold him to the championship. I think it was Birmingham. Is it Birmingham? What? But he's also played for Cardiff. That's just adding to my confusion, mate. To be honest, <laughs> powerful striker quick but also very powerful and physical I think it's gone I think it's gone no no Isaac Sell yeah of course yeah go on it's one of those where when you get more information yeah as you were saying it adds to confusion yeah. you just find yeah. yourself in a, in a Oh. Yeah, okay, it, so we've got it, one tonight. It was Birmingham, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cardiff, of course, yeah. So we've got one to nine. That takes care of our playoff campaigns as a football league club. So we're now dipping back to, to non-league football. So the last one would have been, so you, the, the order always gets me. So it would have been York semi-final year one where we got knocked out. Then it would have been York final, the one after that, right? Then it would have been Wimbledon final, the one after that. That's the order, right? Um, No. No. The order always gets me. Yeah. yeah. So it was, you're, you're right, the York semi-final was first. And then, I believe it was it a was Wimbledon final. Final, then it was the York and final. York final. So therefore, the goal scorer was Andre Gray in that final, wasn't it? It was Andre Gray. That is yeah. that is all. Turn he scored after two minutes, um, sending us hatters into yeah, dreamland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very early, too early, as it proved to be. Well, yeah. that is it. Thank you for playing tenable, Jamie. It's um. Yeah, hopefully I've, we can I've get a few. I've just myself up a little game. bit, I think. I think it's okay. Yeah, I think you've done done all right. Getting the first one, getting the first list completed yeah. quickly was good stuff. And then the second one is, is testing your memory. Everyone yeah. watching or listening, is there a game you want us to try? Um, do you enjoy these tenables? Let us know in the comments. DM us. Let us know. But until after this Brentford game we were speaking about, it is goodbye from us. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.